0: Hi, this is Nick from Nick Pewty and the Complicated Men, and you're listening to Power Pop Overdose.
1: It's my job. I read all the textbooks.
2: Real quick here, what's your first music memory?
0: Probably watching the Beatles on TV at my grandmother's house. And uh, she was my Italian grandmother, and she was she was excited about it as, as much as we were at the time. And then, she, and then shortly after that, you know, the Monkees came out. I remember my it was at my other grandmother's house just down the street from my grandmother. And my mom and her went shopping and brought me home the first Monkees album. So that was probably my first musical. I was maybe five, six years old then. Very cool women in my life.
1: End the story round and round until it fits you like a glow change the words you promise me you tell yourself it's only love around and round i feel the heart
2: What are your earliest influences music wise other than the monkeys and the Beatles
0: yeah, you know that was probably started, and then my um my family owned a uh, a restaurant it still does uh called Sibley gardens, and there was a jukebox there, so when they would change the singles out, they would always bring the uh we'd get the old singles and you know they were played to death, but we didn't care um so you know all the great singles from the sixties you know that that uh we get. Um and plus listening to am radio, CKLW in Windsor and Keener thirteen. So I mean there were some great great records back then. So we you know, we were more into music probably than than any other kids our age, you know. Especially the girls like the radio, so we like hanging out with the girls when we were nine and ten. So we listened to we listened to all the hits. <laughs>
2: Well, how did you decide that you could make music? Well, um,
0: for our sixth grade talent show, uh, we thought it'd kind of be, a, we liked music. And then some friends of mine, uh, classmates of, a, uh, of mine, uh, we said, let's, you know, form a band. And in fact, the drummers, older brothers were in a band. So it's always good to have some older siblings, you know, kind of lead the way. And yeah, our first, our first gig was at the talent show. In our sixth grade talent show, we played Ride, Captain, Ride, and Be My Lover, and we were kind of on our way. That band lasted for uh, uh, 14 years. In fact, today is the 48th anniversary of our first gig. It was May 22nd, 1972, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, we moved out to L.A. together, and then uh, we stayed together until we were 26, and then uh, the band broke up. But it was, um, yeah, we went through a lot growing up, you know playing junior highs dances and high schools and then frats and then bars and then showcase things and then so let's move to california see what we've got and we did you know give it a shot for a couple of years and you you know we got to meet some other musicians and that were kind of the same situation as we were but some a little bit further along um but yeah you, you pretty much knew you were you're kind of all battling for the same thing out there um i wouldn't say it was camaraderie maybe it was mutual respect for each other but uh you know as i've said several times um we just weren't the right band we weren't the kind of band people were looking for the labels were looking for in 1984 um we were you know midwestern pop rock band and you know the whole glam metal thing was just kind of starting and so yeah we weren't going to go that route so two years out there that was enough for us
2: What is your process for writing music?
0: Um, pretty much, you know, with a guitar, I can play a little bit of keyboards, but I I should try to play more of it. But you know, pretty much get a guitar nearby all the time and uh, pick a guitar up and kind of see what comes out. But uh, more recently, sometimes some songs even been coming into my head, some melodies and lyrics. When I don't have an instrument in my hand and so i'll grab my phone and kind of sing what i'm thinking and sometimes it comes out pretty cool in fact the first song of the album um upper hand was written that way i was actually in a shower i shouldn't say that because nobody (laughs) nobody needs a picture of that but um yeah the melody and the lyric kind of came in my head and it's like oh this is cool and i was out of town so i didn't have a guitar um so when i got back in town a few days later uh, I remembered it and it's like, yeah, that's okay. That's what I hit mine. Yeah, this is cool. You know, you're singing and you're singing a melody and you think, what chord should this go to? It's like, well, it's in B. It's like, it's got to go to a minor. Oh yeah. F sharp minor. That's the right chord. You know, you just kind of hit different chords until it hits you. So that's kind of a fun way to write. It's a little bit different, you know, away from the guitar, but you know, usually if if, no opening line comes great it's nice when the song kind of starts right from the beginning, you're right. You get a line, open the verse, and then it leaves. It's like, where's it? Okay, what kind of turn do I want to take here? And um, you know, I've got some favorite, you know, moves, favorite chords I go to, whatever. But uh, you can use the same chords in different melodies, and you know, it doesn't sound like you're you're just uh, ripping yourself off.
1: make it for miles without missing a beat or faking a smile you took me somewhere that i never
0: Yeah, well, we started the band so young. We were, um, were like we were twelve years old, and our manager at the time—I mean, not too many twelve-year-old fans have managers—but our manager was uh, ten years older than us, nine years actually, and he encouraged us to write songs. And uh, he helped us with arrangements and just like, okay, why should we have this many lines in a verse, and how should the syllables, you know, kind of be? And so it was like a, we had a pretty like a songwriting teacher. But, uh yeah, he was, he was a pretty decent, uh, his name was Merle. He was a pretty decent songwriter too, but not really, a, he's a drummer. So he didn't really you know play guitar, but he, would, he was into lyrics and he loved pop and power pop. And but he was our mentor and he uh, introduced us to some of his other friends that were musicians that uh, we learned a lot from. But we always, um, yeah, we always wrote songs really right from the day one we'd play, Junior high dances, and we'd throw a couple originals in each set. And, you know, we started, I'm sure there weren't too many 12, 13 year olds doing that.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, let's talk about your latest album, Downtime. How was the recording process on that, and are you happy with the finished album?
0: Yeah, I'm really happy. You know, I was happy with the four previous albums I did, and uh, and on those albums, uh, Donnie Brown, who is a drummer from a a Michigan band called The Verve Pipe, um, played drums on those, and uh, Andy Reid played uh, guitar in the last, or played bass in the last three albums, so. I was really happy with all those records. Uh, so I really didn't need to change. Um, but kind of wanted to play live a little bit more often. And Andy and uh, Donnie both live several hours away from me. So if we did a show, it would rarely be a rehearsal. And, you know, it, I, I felt like I needed to rehearse more. So I wanted to be comfortable, you know, performing. So uh, before Temporary Height came out, uh, uh, I think Andy maybe was not going to play live for a while at, at that point in his life. And um, Donnie would have been a logical choice, of course, to keep playing with. But uh, Jeff Hupp was a friend of mine. Uh, asked Bob's looking for a bass player for a show that was coming up because I was just going to do it solo. And I said, yeah, that'd be cool. And, he, and I said, you got a drummer? And he, he had Ron Vensko as a drummer. And we did the first show. Is it was well, going to be a trio of the, Ryan Allen, who's played on several of my albums, and he's a, he's a great writer. Uh, he's, he's been in several bands. He's super good. Um, so we played as a foursome, and then we said, okay, we need a band name now, if this was going to be a thing. So Ryan came up with uh, and a complicated band to go along with my name. Um, and if it was the first album I did, I just would have a band name instead of put my name in front. But, you know, I already put out four albums or you know was with my name on it so that kind of had to be part of the equation. So uh, that was, uh, those are the guys that took in the studio, and uh, probably the difference is we tracked all the songs with the band playing at the same time, whereas the last several records uh, would be just me and guitar first, and then Donnie putting his drums to that, Andy doing his bass from his studio. Uh, So it was, uh, it sounded like we're all together, but this time we actually uh, did it, you know, in the same room, and I like the vibe. I can, I can hear the difference and I think it it rocks um maybe a little bit harder in in some the some ways. And but also it's got some more textures in it too with uh adding a full-time keyboard player. So I'm anyway, anyway super happy with it. Wasn't sure um, you know going into it how it would compare to the other records, but but uh yeah, I'm, I'm pretty geeked about it.
1: To
2: How are you going to promote Downtown with the craziness that's going on now? How are you plan on promoting it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like we were in a you know, position to tour anyway, because, you know, we all have jobs and families and commitments. But uh, got a lot of um, uh, the Underground Garage already played the one of the songs last week. So we're kind of hoping for some more airplay, uh, Little Stevens uh, Station, uh, getting a lot of write-ups. Getting a nice uh, right up into the uh, Oakland Press and Detroit uh, paper this Sunday. There's all so much kind of online stuff. And the, the chat has been really good. Um, I got to run to the mailbox because though I've got a record label, I can sell some uh, some of the records through Bandcamp. And uh, uh, I got I got a car full of stuff I've got to get out post Hope there's not anyone behind me in line because they're not going to be too happy with me.
2: what's the future for you now?
1: Uh, you know, usually
0: it's like, as soon as the record's out, it's like, I kind of start thinking about the, the next one. But, uh, my wife said, can you take the summer off before you like go back in the studio? So, uh, so we'll see. I also, um, I did go to uh studio actually the other day, and cut some of the songs just with the acoustic guitar, um, for something that's coming up next week. Um, a live broadcast, um, well, it's like live. I recorded them live, so um, those that'll be out. But I'm just anxious to get back with the band and you know make some noise. And hopefully, we can play some shows later in the year. You know, got to be obviously, you know, we'll know when the time's right. And I hope, I hope the clubs have survived and they've been able to get some funding to to pay their bills in and, and time because it's uh, it's it's been. Like like as we know, nothing that we've ever experienced, and hope we come out the other side strong enough to do what we'd like to do, no matter what it is.
2: Hey Nick, it's been really fun talking with you. I've had a great time, and I thank you for your time.
0: Hey Kurt, thanks so much. I appreciate it.